Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. That's TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the best of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 8 to 11 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. To be honest, I think the Board of Trustees meeting lasted longer than Urban Meyer's suspension. It seemed that way today as we were waiting all day long for this announcement to come down. And, Mike, as the day played out and we were getting into hour eight and hour nine, and, and there were some, including myself, thought that there was going to be a Board of Trustees meeting, a recommendation to the president. The president then Wednesday morning would come out and make the announcement. And it lasted a lot longer, and there were some that were wondering, wow, if it's going on this long, will Urban Meyer end up losing his job? But to your point, you were near the number. I was a bit off. I didn't think he'd lose his job. I thought there would be more of a 
substantial suspension. Three games is what it is, and you wonder why it took the committee 12 hours to settle on a number that you and many others at first blush felt this is probably what we're going to get from from Ohio State. Ended up being you're very close in the ballpark. I think the people who felt Urban Meyer was was guilty and had a role in all of this still feel the same way. Those who supported Urban Meyer still feel the same way. But by mid-September, Mike, he's going to be back on the sidelines roaming for the Buckeyes, and this may just go on into the past. Well, especially if they're able to, under the interim coach, win those first couple of games and pull off a win against TCU, ranked 16th coming into the season. So the game that I had targeted as the return, just based on implications, if you're a national title contender, as we expect Ohio State to be, I think 9-1 to one, their odds as a top five program expected to do wonderful things. But for Urban Meyer, a three-game suspension comes down. He was spotted, right? We had the Zapruder mm-hmm. film very early this morning that he was on campus. So it was the question of, all right, is he prepping his statement? Well, clearly that wasn't the case. It was prepared, but it was it was not good. We'll hear it momentarily. Uh, just a lot of. I, I was in the car coming in. You were you were at home, and we're doing our show prep, right? And we talked during the course of the day, and then it comes down, and so we're listening mm-hmm. to it and uh, making notes all over the place, just of one offs and one liners, and now the documents are starting to come through that were promised during the press conference from the committee. So as we are able to parse through those, we'll add that into the rich tapestry of this story at Dan Beyer on Fox, at Swollen Dome on Twitter as we dissect this. But the fact that Meyer was on campus first thing this morning was like, it's either coming down very quickly or he gets to just go and, and about his day and do his work before 10 hours of deliberation and finally a press conference. So for, for Urban Meyer... You know, people are going to vacillate, you know, and and during the process, there's been a lot of questions about the veracity of some of the claims made by Courtney Smith. And for Urban Meyer, in his role as head coach at Ohio State, having the personal relationship, and that was one of the parts of the statement uh, that was most troubling to me, was talking about it from a professional level, when it was a strictly personal decision, or at least that's how it had been portrayed, of why he was so loyal to Zach Smith. As Urban Meyer stood up there, he explained, and this was even explained by the investigators in their report, that there was a loyalty to Zach Smith because of the relationship with Earl Bruce. That was Zach Smith being the grandson of the former Ohio State head coach, one of the mentors in in Urban Meyer's coaching career. And that was a tie-in that we had talked about over these last couple of weeks of of in 2009 when there was the Florida incident that was reported and Earl Bruce and and Urban's other mentor went down to, to visit and, and speak with Courtney Smith and and to speak with obviously Zach and, and Zach Smith and Urban Meyer there was that connection that you knew that was always there and Mike it was surprising enough to me that that ended up being one of the stronger defenses that Urban Meyer made in why he handled the things it, the way that he did was because of the loyalty that he had to Earl Bruce. It was something that we that we threw out there as a possibility. But in the day and age of thinking about, do you do it because you want to save the program? Do you do it because you want to save your job? Do you do it because you already knew about 2009 and you couldn't have this come out? There were a lot of reasons why I was surprised to hear that that was a main defense. But in reality, it may have been only – one of his only defenses of of why Zach Smith was handled 
perhaps differently than maybe another assistant coach. And we don't know if he was handed, handled differently, but that relationship allowed Urban Meyer to say, my heart got in the way, not my head. It was my, my I, I made the decision with my heart, not my head. And I thought it was very interesting. I actually, Mike, and I, and I, and I, from what I see on Twitter and, and from what I'm hearing for everyone, I actually think that the three game suspension is about right. And I just think of how everything played out and what we heard specifically from the investigators. Yeah, I, I, I don't know I, I don't know how you come upon three. I don't know how you land on that number, but if you were to do a nine game suspension or a season long suspension that I felt there is a there there seemed to be some hearsay with with what the investigators wanted to prove. And you had to prove that Urban Meyer was complicit and in on all of this and they couldn't do that. So I actually think that the three-game suspension is fair. How he handled the press conference, maybe a different story, but I think three games is is about what he probably should have gotten. Well, let's hear his statement, and then as the show progresses, we've got so much to dissect from the press conference itself going back into the case and how this all came to be. But let's hear Urban Meyer's statement. I know that the impact that the events the last three weeks have had on this institution, an institution that I love, and how challenging this has been for our community, our president, a man who I have great respect for, and for that I am deeply sorry. I'm fully aware that I'm ultimately responsible for the situation that has harmed the university as a whole and our department of athletics and our football program. I want to apologize to Buckeye Nation. I followed my heart, not my head. I fell short in pursuing full information because at each juncture, I gave Zach Smith the benefit of the doubt. As I reflect my loyalty to his grandfather, Earl Bruce, who was my mentor and like a father to me, likely impacted how I treated Zach over the years. I did not know everything about Zach Smith, which was what Zach Smith was doing, and I'm pleased that the report made this very clear. However, I should have demanded more from him and recognized red flags. I needed to show more care and concern for the entirety of the situation and the people involved. I should have been more demanding of him in the same way I am of my players, other staff members, and myself. I should have done more, and I am sorry for that. I did a poor job at Media Day. It's a big reason why we're here today. I was not being as complete and as accurate as I should have been at Media Day and afterward. But there is no intent to mislead. My role is to set a good example. In this instant, I did not live up to the university's standards. The suspensions are tough, but I fully accept them. I wish I could go back and make the different decisions, but I can't. These difficult lessons are a constant reminder of the duties and obligations that I have as a member of this university and this community. I take full responsibility for, I take this responsibility very seriously, and I will do better. I've been a Buckeye my entire life. For the past six years, I've worked diligently to build a program that the great state of Ohio and Ohio State can be very proud of. And I appreciate the opportunity to learn from a mistake, and I'll work as hard as I ever have to make our strong program even stronger. Thank you very much. So there's a statement from Urban Meyer. And when we get into the discussion of the loyalty to, Zane, to, to, to Zach Smith, is that's where it gets troubling, right? That personal versus professional relationship and where it, the statement of itself you take it, and then what compounded it, though, and you take it at its face value, and you holster it for a moment. Then they get into the Q and A, and they're asked point blank about the 2009 incident, 
and whether that was part of the process of hiring. Okay, this is in his background. This got into the criminal system for much lesser jobs at less prestigious universities and businesses across. There are far more stringent checks and balances. So the hiring through the compliance office, through HR, through everything else, had no criminal background history whatsoever. They just got an, hey, Herb says he's good, and he gets in the door. It's, it's, I think it happens it's, more often than, it's, it's, than it's, it's, you'd think. But it's a frightening reality that that's still, still the case. Now, in college football, we're finding out that no matter how many of these cases of very varying degrees and certainly lar- large go, just look at the Big mm-hmm. Ten. Right. They've had a veritable potpourri of misery in terms of just horrific cases. And yet university after university, they're not buttoning it up and, and going back and making sure that their program's clean. But in this particular case, just from a straight hiring perspective, that's just I'm incredulous that, that that's the case, that there's not someone in the office just for due diligence, that that fought, that, that paperwork's on fought, not and, on and, file. And, and, and I know that you know what I'm talking about when I say this, so I'm not, I'm not saying you don't know this because I know you know this. Who's going to stop Urban Meyer from hiring who Urban Meyer wants? Right? No, but that's yeah, it. You're when right, you're winning 85% yeah. of your games, yeah, who is and that's going, why I, didn't, I yeah. never thought he'd be gone a year or to get fired. Yeah. Like, firing was never on the table for me. The year suspension, like Sean Payton got for Bounty Gate, potential. Mm-hmm. Potential for that. You know, this, this is finally, you know, at the behest of the NCAA and, and the Big Ten commissioner just saying, okay, we finally have to show sure. we're serious about something (laughs) instead of the way all these other cases have been handled. This is Urban Meyer loses his job if the investigation finds out that Urban Meyer knew about the abuse and went to great lengths to cover up what Zach Smith was doing to Courtney Smith that she alleged that he was doing to her to save his job, to save his football program, and to to save everything that that, that went with it. That's really what ended up, I, I think, was, was what was at stake. And in the investigation, Mike, they couldn't get to the point, even though there are examples of him wanting to delete text messages, maybe there was a he said, she said, we didn't follow protocol in that matter. There was at no point that they could, they could say that he had done that on purpose in, I guess, blatantly would be the way that you could put it. So they, so the Ohio State's president and the board of trustees' hands were tied in a sense that there was no way that that they were going to be able to move Urban Meyer out of the job because of the information that they found in the investigation. They couldn't find anything to pin it on him directly, if you will. To try to summarize it, there was some stuff that didn't look good. There was some stuff that wasn't done right. They have to give him a penalty, and, and that's... You know, that's where we are. Maybe it shouldn't have been a two-week suspension. I don't know what else you could have found out. 60,000 text messages and Urban's phone. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Joining us now on the hotline to discuss this, he is... Yeah, there it is. There's his music as you bring him in. Uh, college football news, our buddy Pete Futek. So, Pete... Did they get it right? No, of course not, but that's what they thought you were going to get. I mean, I, I was kind of surprised that he's suspended for the TCU game. I thought it was yep. going to be a two-game suspension uh, and then back for the big one. Now, if they lose that game, even if they go if they go on and rock from there, the college football playoff committee can use that as part of the equation. Well, you didn't have your head coach then. 
to be cynical about it. No, I mean, you should have been fired. I mean, you're, to me, it, it, I don't, the college football world is different than pro coaches because you're the head of the university, you're the main guy, you're the face of an entire student body, entire alumni base, and you're dealing with this. I, I'm not one of these people that considers college football coaches to be these untouchable gods. So, like, if you've got this, this is now, I have a good friend whose daughter just started classes at Ohio State today. That's her school now. That, that's what, you know, all anybody knows about Ohio State is this. And that's not okay. Pete, what surprised you from this press conference when it went down, whether it be the investigators, whether it be Urban? What struck you when you watched and, and, and heard what they had to say? I would like to just, uh, I, I, they said, I would like a little more contrition, a little more about the situation itself, a little more about uh, the domestic abuse allegations. And, and, and just it just seemed like, okay, the, the process became about the process and about the investigation when the rea- the only thing that matters here are these domestic abuse allegations and it gets lost in all this i mean you know the name courtney smith is going to fade quickly if not already be out of the the equation and in, in, in everyone's mind you know the the story itself isn't going to you know make a lick of difference anymore uh once the ball gets kicked off it's just the unfortunate way these things are and ohio state it's like okay you know we we figured out our head coach and you know, the Ohio State fans like, okay, our coach, you know, served his punishment. We got rid of the bad guy uh, in Zach Smith, and now Oregon State's coming up in a couple weeks. And even asked directly about Courtney Smith, brought it back to, I'm sorry for this situation, for everybody in this situation. Uh, and it became more, to me, Pete, that it was, all right, the victimization that Urban Meyer got caught up in this. Yeah. To it, some it, degree it, is how it felt. Yeah, a little bit like it, it, like oh, Urban's, you know, oh, poor Urban, he's missing three games, you know, like really, there, I, 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 that's always to me the other weird part about all this. Oh no, he's not going to get to coach a football game. Like these are games. Like it's just, it, it's so. I and I do this for a living. I'm a college football boy and all that. But there are times when obviously the these priorities are so far out of whack when it comes to you know, the real world that we live in. But you know what? Ohio State people, they they love football. You know, college sports is really big. But look across the college landscape right now. I mean, think about, remember in February when the FBI had all the wiretaps and all the, you know, the investigations Mm -hmm. and payments? Nothing happened. You know, Sean Miller is still the head coach at Arizona. I mean, for the other scandals that were going on, you know, Tom Izzo is still at Michigan State. D.J. Durkin is still at Maryland. It's hard to be a college coach and to lose your job unless the NCAA is about to drop a hammer on you like it was to Louisville with Rick Pitino. And then once you start threatening the program itself and its actual livelihood, then you have an issue. Pitino is like eight strikes and then you're out. Does uh, You kind of answered it, Pete, but, but, uh, but I'll ask the question, does this change college football or how any of these programs, and I'm not trying to say, all other programs have domestic violence issues in their building, but does this change how other programs may operate when it comes to instances like this? Not a lick, not at all. I mean, it, it depends on the program. You know, it depends on how, where you're at in terms of football and your world. I mean, think about this last year at this time, Kevin Wilson was dismissed from Indiana, uh, mainly because of, you know, player issues. 
And it was so quiet. It's just like, okay, he's gone. And India said, you look, there were things that went on. We just got rid of our coach. And I was like, okay, all right. But that's Indiana. You know, same thing with Tim Beckman at Illinois just before the season a couple of years ago. Uh, Tracy Clays got pushed out uh, of Minnesota after the, the tweet that, you know, the ill-advised tweet uh, supporting his players at the wrong time. Uh, so it does happen where sometimes these programs just sort of handle it and move on. It's hard to handle it when your head coach is one of the, you know, arguably five greatest head coaches in the history of college football and is 73-8 and eight with a, uh, a national championship. You know, it's Urban Meyer is just a different sort of guy in, in this whole thing. Unfortunately, you know, being that good matters. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Arman. Dan Byer in for Jason Smith on the hotline with us, publisher of College Football News. You can find him on Twitter at Pete Futek as we get ready for the first weekend of college football. And once the ball kicks off, like you said, a lot of this fades into obscurity. But for Urban Meyer, a lot more raised about the Florida program, the number of transgressions by players there, and then certainly with this at Ohio State. Does history look at him differently, or does the 85% winning percentage mean everything? I think it becomes a part of the Wikipedia page, but it's certainly not a defining thing. Uh, remember all the shenanigans? I can't believe I said that word. Good word. Like good word. No, it's, uh, it's yeah, a name of a lot you. of bars. Yeah, exactly. And, sh- and other I'll, clubs, I'll, but yeah. And I put my trousers on one leg at a time. <laughs> uh, but remember all the stuff that happened in Florida? That was that's all kind of part of the puzzle, you know. Too when it comes to the guy. I mean, Urban Meyer, he can be a really you know, nice, engaging, interesting, smart guy. Get him one on one, and he's great. You know, he's. You know, it's a football coach that likes to talk football stuff. He's a guy and all that. But there's a lot of problems with his with the, what's gone on in his career. But if he wins another national title, if he keeps on rolling, that's just going to all be part of the part of the equation. But uh, as we've known, how this whole thing works is that he would have stayed. He would have stuck around. Let's say he did get fired. This wasn't an Art Briles situation at Baylor. It certainly wasn't a Penn State situation. He would have been picked up, let's say in two years, he would have been the Notre Dame head coach, if not the Cleveland Browns head coach, right after Hard Knocks is over. Like, <laughs> he, would, he, would have been, he, he wouldn't have been toxic right. had he been fired. So if you're Ohio State, what's the downside? I mean, maybe you're going to have people saying, you know, for the next 24 to 48 hours and shake their fists and say, oh, college athletics, you know, darn you. And maybe there'll be a protest or something. And then, all right, then the ball kicked off, be kicked off, and we'll go on with our lives. Look, if Penn State can move on past that and somehow have the pencils had erasers fast on that, they, people are going to forget this one in a big hurry. Pete Futek joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. I know this isn't talked about a lot and hasn't been in the conversation since this went down. Do you find anything odd, intriguing, unusual about the Gene Smith suspension? I, it, someone had it had to be one or the other. The only thing, the intriguing thing is, you know, a 17 day suspension. You know, you say suspension, I say vacation. Sure. You know, it yeah. depends on how much, it all depends on how much money you have. Well, Gene Smith's uh, work is done for the year. I mean, the, the team's in camp and ready to play. <laughs> like, yeah, he doesn't have yeah. to do anything. Head coach still around. You still did your I, job. Uh, and Pete, you know, and, and not to cut you off, I thought it was, it was a total image play. Like, I didn't. Like I, I just think like they're like, hey, if we're gonna do the, let's just put the AD on on a similar ban as well to show that we are consistent with our findings. That's you how I viewed it. 
you couldn't punish Urban lightly and not punish yes. Smith. Yes, yes. you got to have a fall guy. Well, because well, then that's the thing. Because the whole reason why you're not firing Urban is because there was enough plausible deniability that said, "Yeah, I told my superiors." Okay. Well, then if you told your superiors, your superior has to be in trouble. And so it, it basically it just it came down to, eh, we're just, you know, every, everyone's kind of in trouble right now. This is a bad look for Ohio State. And, uh, all right, we're playing Oregon State in two weeks. I feel like I need to get your uh, playoff predictions on, on file here before we kick the ball off on Saturday, Pete. <laughs> I mean, Alabama and Clemson, obviously, if you're not saying those two right out of the gate, you're just trying to be different. Uh, they are the two best teams in college football. Then it comes down to just who's going to get to their conference championships, who's going to be 12-1. and one. If Washington beats Auburn to start the season, I think the Huskies, this is the, a better Husky team than the one that went to the college football playoff a couple of years ago. I think they get in. And then I, I still think Oklahoma's just that good. You know, They're, they're going to find a way to get back to 12-1, and one, which would mean that the Big Ten champion would not be in for a third year in a row. And if you're a fan of wanting chaos or a bigger college football playoff, root for the idea of a Big Ten not having, which has been the best conference in college football, not having uh, a team in, its best team in for three years in a row. There's going to be something really wrong with the system at that point. Fantastic stuff as always. Thanks for joining us. Go pile, pour through all those uh, documents that are starting to find yeah. their way out there, Pete. <laughs> exactly. Yeehaw. All right, deep reading into the night. Enjoy that and a cup of coffee. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Pete. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. But we watch this. You're a newsman. You're you're with doing up, updates on Doug's show and help with the production of, of Doug's show and, and work with all our, our update anchors and news and, and trending reports throughout. So looking at it and trying to parse out what's what are the news salient bullet points coming out of this? And fandom aside, there there were a lot of optics to this that just failed miserably. Well, yeah, and, and Urban Meyer did not come off well in the press conference. He did not come off well both uh, audibly and visibly, if you will, Mike. There were moments where he he just he looked mad. There were times when he didn't know how to answer certain questions. I think he was trying to keep his temper in. But I go back to the point, I know it's not popular, and I know that there is a lot of information out there, but tell me how in the world they were going to fire Urban Meyer and get $38 million from him that was remaining on his contract. Well, that was going to be one of the big fighting points, right? Between the wins and losses, who are you replacing him with? We'd heard Bob Stoops' name, fine. But you're talking about historic coach in terms of his win-loss percentage, 11-3 and in bowl games, dominates all the games against the teams he's supposed to beat in the Big Ten, your rivalry games. You look at the $38 million, you know you're going to have a fight on your hands, and whoever you're trying to bring in for that program, you're not you're not hiring the guy at a million bucks. Mm-hmm. That's not the next guy in line. Correct. As much as you may like your assistant coach and say, hey, have a good time for three weeks, that's not the guy you're hiring, and he's not going to sign for a million bucks because yeah. he knows the job yeah. is worth far more than that. Yeah, to, to be in that spotlight, whether you've got it for an interim term or whatever, there's there's a lot that comes with it. I know there are more details coming out about what maybe Urban Meyer did know and didn't know and how he handled through the process. I think that the investigation did what it did and could do what it could do. There were reports during the day, Mike, that there was a struggle between the Board of Trustees and the presidents of the Board of Trustees not wanting to have uh, Urban Meyer have any sort of penalty, 
and Michael Drake. These were reports. This was not confirmed, but there were reports that Michael Drake was possibly one of the people wanting a suspension. There was another report that maybe there was a booster that was pushing for a suspension. I don't know how they would get into the meeting, but this is the stuff that comes out there. You cut a big enough check. You're getting in. You're going to be in the room where it happens. And, you know, we quote Hamilton a lot on this show, Dan, uh, and that's part of it. You just want to be, have a seat at the table. And if that check's big enough that you're cutting, whether you should be in there or not, you're going to (laughs) be. And at the review all day long that we followed this, I didn't think that there was any point. There were any reports of any sense that urban Meyer was going to get fired. And I think the investigation and how it could not be pinned solely on Urban Meyer knowing and taking actions. So while there may be a lot of shady actions and he did an awful job at his press conference, there is no way you could fire him for what was in this investigation. I know people think otherwise, but there's just no way that they were able to blatantly pin it on Urban Meyer. I think three games is right. Well, and I think a lot of it comes down to, as we've laid out, you're talking about the expectation of the program as a top five the amount of money that comes in, the winning tradition, $38 million on the hook for him, and the, just keeping the line moving as best you can, knowing that you you do have enough gray area to where you can explain, while he may have done some things terribly and his inaction in, in a number of ways is terrible, you've got precedence across the NCAA. Just look in your own conference of things far worse and people have their jobs, mm-hmm. right? Because one of the things, as we talked about a few minutes ago, was the there's a discussion of, and, and none of us have bought this, right? He's, he's put up as a big point how much he and his wife communicate. And I question HIPAA laws and her job as a nurse as to whether there's, there's some gray that happens in terms of what she brings home and what she was told as a friend versus, mm-hmm. in, you know, a university employee and where that gray area is. But part of their findings were we we don't believe that there was never yeah. communication here. This is this is the exact wording from the investigation because we all wanted to know, did Shelly Meyer tell Urban Meyer about the pictures and the text exchange that, that happened in 2015? This from the investigation. Coach Meyer does not recall any discussion with Shelly Meyer about either her or Courtney Smith's concerns about abuse. Given the closeness of their relationship and Shelly's concerns, we believe it is likely that Shelly and Urban Meyer had at least some communication about these claims based on, among other things, Zach Smith's denials and their belief that Courtney Smith's 2009 allegation had been false. By late October 2015, Coach Meyer knew of Courtney Smith's domestic violence complaints against Zach Smith through his knowledge of the law enforcement investigation. So again... They couldn't pin it on Urban. While they believed that he probably knew from Shelly Meyer and knew what was going on, they couldn't exactly pin it on him, and it's why they couldn't dismiss him and fire him. Just one of the examples on why the Board of Trustees in Ohio State took the actions they did. Where reasonable people would believe A, B, C, D, but there's you don't have the the final yeah, conclusion. You don't, you don't have the don't smoking have gun, the nail in the coffin, whatever you want to just say, okay, these all, all line up. Other than not going to compliance, that's the one big thing that I still say that's that may be enough mm-hmm. on the grand scale. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.